Good evening, weary travelers. Come one, come all, and hear the tales which we are about to regale you with. Chilling tales that will chill you more than the cold. Come in, come closer to the fire, and I shall regale you with not only the fine wheezing of my pipe organ, but horrifying tales which you will not believe. This is They Made Another One's Halloween special. That was wonderful. That was good. Regale. Regale. <laughs> I noticed you did it the first time, but not the not the second time. It must be tiring. Regale. <laughs> Don't tucker yourself out. We got a whole podcast to do. Yeah. It's a right. Halloween spooktacular sensational auditory Speak experience. Baby. Yeah. Damn, was that me? Did I just throw my voice? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy how are you guys doing how 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 was your october what is like something that you're happy you got to do in october my october has been kind of mid dang hey well what's the peak <laughs> of that mid there must have been something that that heightened the average raised it up so that it wasn't just low mm, i mean i'm a i'm a libra baby so you know had a birthday that was fun nice um other than that, it's been kind of mid. Watch some good movies. Good. Like What's what? the best one? Oh, gosh. I think that depends the criteria. There's been so many good ones that I've watched. Like I've gone back to revisit some of the classics. Like I hadn't seen the original Hills Have Eyes in ages, and I, I rewatched that. And oh, that was, nice. That was great. That's such like, a satisfying movie to see it kind of... I love movies about that with people in desperate situations and they, they just kind of like fight back against these monstrous foes. Oh, yeah, me too. We should the, we should do the remake sometime. Yeah, the bit where the dog bites the dude's femur or I guess his, his Achilles is so fucking gnarly. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very satisfying movie. scene because, you know, the guy's an asshole. Just like so sweaty and like sun-soaked feeling too. Yeah, it's such a helpless that movie. A helpless feeling watching that movie but um it definitely like transitions tonally i think into like into action in, in points and uh away from just sort of like the the viscera of these uh kind of cl- like uh, this brood of of, of, of uh, foes it, it, it drifts into action and other stuff too so it's, it's a great a great film for sure I'm not telling listeners anything they don't already know because I mean like that film makes it onto all kinds of lists, but I hadn't seen it in a while. So rewatch. That was great. I think the best of the season has to go to Barbarian. There's a few I haven't seen. Ooh, yeah. But, uh, Barbarian fucking ruled. Oh, so cool. And it it feels Craven inspired to me too. I think so. I think so for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a movie where like Every 20 minutes, I thought I had it figured out and then it would swerve and it would be a different movie and then a different movie just always keeps you on your toes like a Love Island contestant. And it's <laughs> it's so like so entertaining, but also laced with some uh, some social commentary, um, such fun performances. It's I've only seen it the once. And I though I think that my few problems with it are stuff that ended up not 
paying off and and making sense as I thought about it. So I think it would suffer from rewatch in that sense um, that you know where the ride is going, but also it has so much character and fun to it that I think it'll be one that I've got to, I'm going to be rewatching for years and years to come and would be so fun to watch with someone who has never seen it before too. Mm -hmm. Like me. That's right, Corey. We got to take you out on a date night to see it. Yeah. I'm I'm I've been slacking big time just sort of this whole month and that's just been a casualty of that whole whole experience. What'd you see uh what did you see in the theater? What kind of Halloween movie? This is a very leading question I'm asking you. Yeah, well I mean that was the only thing I was gonna be able to bring up anyway, so Do uh, it. Fear not. Uh yeah, we uh we went to go see Trick or Treat the other day in the theater late with a late with some friends in a crowd and uh what an absolute delight of a film trick-or-treat is um it kind of ends out of nowhere if i had to give like one complaint it's just sort of suddenly over uh maybe that just means i could have used more of it but yeah like very bizarrely structured everybody's clearly having a really good time uh, it's not particularly concerned with scaring you, which I think just makes it more fun. It's like one of the goofier, like it's a Halloween movie that's meant to just be a good time kind of first and foremost and have weird twists and fun bits and, and everybody's having a blast. Uh, I really, really like Trick or Treat. I was having a ball in there, man. Oh, that's awesome. I, I love that movie too. That movie has gradually become a 10 out of 10 to me and it's uh it's a it's a unique kind of 10 out of 10 different from a movie where I love everything about it like there are there are some like performances or some just like tonal stuff that I wish was a bit different like I can never all the way get down with um, the first significant story where uh, the principal feeds the the neighborhood uh, kid chocolate and the kid is like puking everywhere. Yeah, that one's really weird. That's fucked. Yeah. I don't really yeah. get that one. Yeah, some of that stuff doesn't quite land for me, but um, it's just such a ride of a movie and so bathed in Halloween iconography, uh, both like past iconography and in creating its own iconography and um it it is just always moving it it jumps from one halloweeny thing to another halloweeny thing and it just it feels so comfortable and like such a part of my life and so i see it as like uh as like a family member where i don't love everything about them but i don't love them any less than than other family members who i love like i just i gotta love it so that's a great, yeah. great movie. That feels like the most like Halloween viewing I kind of got aside from like podcast stuff. I feel like I did relatively little. It was one of those sort of blink and you miss it spooktobers for me. Oh, that's okay. There'll always be another one. And if you're going to just watch, you know, a couple Halloween movies, one of them being trick or treat is pretty huge one to check off. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And of course, Halloween ends the maybe greatest film ever made. I think is what people that's are saying right. now. That's right. That's uh, right. I think Mitch saying said it's the that. greatest film ever made. That's Both right. Can fuck right off. <laughs> um, and hopefully, Corey, maybe a bit after the month ends, we'll see. But hopefully, we can get to Terrifier two and Mitch as well. And maybe we can do a a post mortem October uh, update in November and talk about a little bit about Terrifier two. 
I've heard that movie's like is fucking revolting. Yeah, um, dude, I'm dying like all the, to see all it. All the notices I've seen about it just yeah, apparently it's disgusting. Speaking of things I've heard, did you hear that? The subtle wheeze. I mean, right as you said that, my headphones made that fucked up weird sound. Did did everybody hear it this time? It's just you, bro. Listen to the fire's crackle. The fire crackles. The embers rise. And so do the hairs on the back of your neck. This evening... We'll take you on a ride of terror. Liam, is bitch okay? I'm not well. <laughs> <laughs> and these are the final hours of my life. What? Oh, what? R- really? <laughs> Why? Stay with me just a bit longer, and I will <laughs> regale you. With a chilling tale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is a deathbed story for us. Long ago, there was a young jade tree named Garbanzo. He sat on an office desk, was watered once in a while, and then one day, Nobody came back to the office, and Garbanzo the Jade Tree slowly began to sink into the rocks in his pot. He lost leaves slowly, and he despaired, thinking, When will they come back to work to water me? When? I'm dying of thirst. I'm so alone. The rubber tree in the corner has already gone. And they never returned. And Garbanzo the jade tree, with his dying breath, cursed his water. And then he returned to the earth. Like through the desk? Well, you return to the pot, you know, anyway. that's I just made that up on the spot. That's all I've got. <laughs> that was a great story. Garbanzo. That was good. I I'm looking it. at, there's a jade tree on my desk right now. So I was literally just looking at that. <laughs> I, like, I figured. I know you're fuck? a plant guy. I figured He's you had to draw some association. <laughs> no, I'm just looking around my room and I'm like, I literally don't have any scary stories up my sleeve. So I'm just making them up. Um, that was very pleasant. I would listen to you say anything in that voice and you were doing your uh, one the samara story voice <laughs> garbanzo the jade tree was that like a like a like a covid story is that yeah. when nobody came back yeah that was the subtext nobody came back to their offices and so I, it's just sort of like that's so you, deep you pass by all these office buildings and you look in the windows and all the how many garbanzos are, are in there how many garbanzos are there indeed how and many garbanzos will it take? How many garbanzos died to to get us these plans? Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got. That was a delight. That, that was, was wonderful. Uh, I also um, am 
in a way bereft of the Halloween spirit, if you will. Um, bereft, bereft of the Halloween <sighs> spirit in a way. But <laughs> this did remind me of. I'm not going to describe this as a scary story because I, I don't strictly speaking think that's what it is, uh, because that's not what it is. But, um, what I do want to talk about briefly is something that happened to me when I was a kid that was very, very scary to me at the time, but in hindsight is very funny. And I'm desperately hoping that I have not said this on the podcast before. (laughs) Was it that someone in our YouTube video said, bitch? (laughs) Uh, you guys, did you guys hear about this? Somebody had to invent the wave. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's a scary story. Um, no. So when I was a kid, uh, there was just this. It, this is very brief. It's just something that's very funny to me now. But um, I was in. I guess I must have been in our basement in the like the house that I grew up in, and I was like a small child, and my mom was bringing dinner like downstairs i don't know what the fancy circumstances were but we weren't eating at the kitchen table we were eating downstairs and i remember this very vividly we had a do you guys remember the like disney movie plates and disney movie plates yeah like no i remember cars okay no no planes (laughs) shut up it's not a movie about sentient plates. Oh, it's plates branded after Disney movies. Mm, like they I, had them for like the animated movies of the nineties and early two thousands. Right. Okay. <laughs> did you really think I meant a movie called Plates? Because that's I I, I did at first, and then when you repeated yourself, <laughs> I understood. But Dude, I, that's so funny. That's better than anything I'm about to say. Holy shit! But um, so. I had I remember this all very vividly. The meal was nuggets and fries with some ketchup on a, on the plate. And ketchup it was a her- looked like blood. <laughs> <laughs> Spurting blood. Hold that thought. The prehistoric beast. I can't believe you've like sort of scooped oh the whole punchline. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Tell it. So I love this story own. already. I can see it through my crystal ball. Oh, poor young Corey learning that Swirling ketchup looks like blood. Well, yeah. hang on. The reason was a little bit like, you'll you'll see where I was coming okay, from, yeah, where the, right. where the trauma of it all comes in. So <laughs> pic- picture this, if you will, in your mind's eye. A, a plate, right? It's got Hercules on it. Disney's animated Hercules. Mm. <laughs> and Pegasus and the boys. And uh, it's got like a, the whole Greco-Roman pattern around the outside and on this plate we've got we've got nuggets and fries and we've got ketchup and like maybe utensils let's say utensils because it's funnier if there's utensils it's it's more of a hand-based meal but we're gonna say utensils um and my mom is bringing it down the stairs to whatever i was doing and absolutely takes a tumble just oh eats it down the stairs, down part of the stairs. The basement stairs, eh? Yeah, like heading oh, downstairs. Basement so there was stairs like, are steep. In this case, it wasn't too bad because our, our our basement wasn't very deep, like below the ground. So like there wasn't like a huge climb to go. Um, it was the same as if you were going up the upstairs to go down the downstairs. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't necessarily more treacherous, but you know you're holding a bunch of stuff and you and you and you beef it. 
right? Like that stuff's all going to go somewhere. Mm. And so I just hear like a, like a crashing sort of sound and like a thumping thwacking, like people hitting the ground kind of sound. And I run over and the, I like absolutely start completely freaking out and losing my mind and like crying and screaming and panicking. Ah, oh, your favorite plate. Because my favorite plate. <laughs> and uh, your favorite plate, dinner. The plate was actually fine, but on account of the ketchup on the plate, oh, I run no. over around this corner after hearing some sort of mysterious, like crashing, banging, booming sound. And I see my mom ostensibly covered in blood. <laughs> ostensibly dead. Ostensibly dead in a ditch, bro. <laughs> and I just lose it. And they had to like, my parents had to like reel me in and be like, hey man, don't worry. <laughs> this is ketchup. This is not blood. Like, wow. look, mom's fine. You're all good. She was not hurt. Everybody's good to go. But I like absolutely panicked. I'm I'm picturing you like that kid from that YouTube video, like blood. Oh, yes, <laughs> what I video love is that, that one? Yeah, I don't know that one. What oh, is this? Fucking seen it. Um, I don't know. I don't know oh, what you're saying. Have, has anyone done an update on what that kid is up to now? Because he's got to be like our age. What's the blood kid? Uh, it's a. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like a probably like a a five year old kid's um like baby brother kind of got uh, got like a scuff on him in a bedroom and he kind of uh, had a slight bloody lip and the five year old kid is just talking to his parents behind the camera worried about his brother who is who has blood on his face and and keeps saying that he has blood on him in a very that cute way me, that makes me want to cry that is that is just <sighs> sad <laughs> I feel for this kid. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, it's it's true. I mean, kids, I, I remember being one. Kids have a way of just jumping to conclusions and freaking themselves out or just, you know, they don't, they can't connect things the way that, that adults can. And um, that, that, that story makes a lot of sense, man. I can understand. That would be totally traumatic. Oh, my gosh. Were the chicken tendies okay? Uh, I mean, I didn't, like five seconds and all that right like i wasn't gonna eat it you know like we got mm. we gotta have rules we gotta have values we live in a we live in civilization you know like it all hit mm. the floor and i will say like we had a pretty like it was carpeted but it was like pretty like tough down there like it was like kind of rough rough and tumble stuff so like, i'm sure it was an unpleasant fall for my mom to have taken oh, no, uh, no fall down the stairs is really pleasant you know yeah the food didn't make it the plate made it my mom living to this day um her book comes out next year and i guess i've kind of cursed her to be alive forever because this podcast is going to exist forever and now that i've said that she's living to this day to ensure that i'm not a liar (laughs) that always has to be true (laughs) so like that's a bit of an issue maybe i should have thought about that before just sort of saying it all willy-nilly Oh, your mom's going to end up looking like uh, that shriveled lady in the Spongebob chocolate episode. <laughs> Kill she's me. Going to, she's going to look Let's like me by the organ. <laughs> chocolate. All, all prunes playing the organ. <laughs> On to the next song. <laughs> okay, I got a song for you guys. Um, I got a, a tale. This Through is the fire not... And the flame starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome to put that behind this whole this whole story if you want. This is actually it's not a very fun story. Um, oh, kind of a so- okay. sober tale actually, but um, it's kind of an eerie tale in my life. It's a true story, and I figured, uh, you know, these, these 
you bond with people when you're around in Oregon or a campfire or whatever it is. So I'll bond with you guys a little bit. I'll tell you a true story about my life. So um, in my first year of university, I had been away from a home, uh, the town I grew up in, uh, a small town population is about um, 15,000. Uh, so everyone kind of knows each other. There's two high schools. And uh, it, was, it was my first time ever leaving the town for a significant amount of time. And uh, just one second. Okay. Um, and uh, a few months after moving, I was, I was living in the university residence with uh, my best friend from the same town. So we were both from this town and we had moved to uh, the capital of the country. We were in a city for the first time living on our own for the first time. And I went on Facebook one day. Facebook was still cool back then. And I learned that a, uh, a teenager from my town had gone missing. Uh, she was about 15 years old. Um, and this actually isn't that uncommon for, for my town, despite... Oh, these birds are so happy right now. Imagine that these birds are uh, cicadas chirping away in the woods mm, as, as we're on the fire. Ravens calling in the night. That's right, ravens calling. Ravens! A murder of crows! <laughs> um, it, it wasn't actually that uncommon. Uh, it's kind of a problem in the town I'm from that uh, a lot of uh, teens um, kind of uh, go missing for a bit and and uh, sometimes they, they turn up and, and, and sometimes they actually they don't. I mean, I guess rarely they don't. A lot of times you see... Uh, posts that a, a teen hasn't been seen in a while and then and then they show up again uh so i saw this post and i, d I didn't think much of it um any any more than i would of any of these other posts actually that i might see about once a month or so um and as the days went on and i would you know check facebook daily i, I would see uh the post being shared again that this 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 15 year old girl still hadn't shown up um and it was being shared by more and more people from my community, as opposed to just uh, just the family. And this this wasn't a girl that I that I knew personally. Um, I knew I knew her last name, so I probably knew some of her relatives. But she uh, she would have been about five years younger than me, so I probably just missed her in high school. Um, uh, but I, I was seeing people, you know, who knew her, friends of mine who knew her, sharing this post, and so it started to weigh on my mind a bit more and um weeks went on and i started seeing literal posters in uh the the city i was in um all the way across the province it, you know I, I moved about 30 hours away by bus and now i was seeing posters for this girl who was missing from my small town and of course i had never lived in this city before so i i have no idea how far um this stuff this stuff would reach uh before i had left you know like i don't know if uh when people went missing when i was in high school i don't know if posters sh showed up across the province but I, I would hazard to guess that they that they didn't that this was now a unique case this this girl had been missing long enough and and her family had had um really been pushing this campaign to to find her and um i was 
you know, feeling kind of homesick for my town at this point. And now I was wandering around my city and seeing posters of, uh, of this girl. And it, it was, it was really affecting me. Um, and I, I was, I was really, uh, hoping it, that, that she would be okay. And, uh, then I, I stopped hearing stuff for a little while. Um, and I, you know, I got caught up in university and this is new life I was trying to adapt to. And so, um, it, it went from being something I, I saw online every day to something that um, was was not at the forefront of my mind. And after a couple of uh, months um, after the the first poster or the the first post happened on Facebook, um, I had a terrible nightmare. I woke up. It, well, I'll, I'll, I'll describe the nightmare to you. Um, in this nightmare, I was back in my home, my hometown, uh, back in this small town that I that I went to school in, and um, I in the in the dream, I was trying to make contact with um, this girl who I knew when I was fifteen. Um, this girl who, uh, you know, kind of. I, she had a crush on me and it was um in real life she had a crush on me and it, it was a girl who came into my life briefly and then left and um in in this stream she had gone missing after after i had um gone to university in the dream uh i learned that this girl had, had gone missing not the girl who actually went missing but this 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 girl who i actually knew she went missing in my dream and um I was so concerned because um, this was a girl who, who I had known and, I, and I, I wanted to know where she was. And so I think I, I you know, teleported from uh, the city I currently lived in back to the town I grew up in. And um, I ended up at outside my old elementary school in this dream. And my dad showed up. My dad is a, uh, is a social worker in real life. And so in my dream head, I thought my dad is a social worker. He often works uh, with um, kids who have gone missing or families of kids who have who have who, who might have ran away or anything like that. Um, and so in the dream, it made sense for me to, to ask my dad um, what happened to this 15 year old girl that I used to know. And so I did that. I said, I said, I said, dad, uh, I've, I've been hearing online that this girl uh, who I used to know um, has has gone missing. Is she okay? And my dad said um, they found her this morning. Actually, she's dead. Um, he said that they found her in the lake this morning. And I jolted awake in real life um, in my dorm room, and I scrambled for my phone because I I was still reeling from the stream and I wasn't I, I was still at that line between uh, sleeping and wakefulness where I haven't really parsed out what's real and what isn't and so in my head I'm thinking I have to look up this girl that I haven't thought of in five years because I just dreamt that my dad told me that that she's she's dead in a lake somewhere um, and I have to see if that's true and so I went to Facebook. And I typed in her name in Facebook. I went to her Facebook profile, and and it was just a regular Facebook profile, and she she was doing all right. 
I breathed a sigh of relief. And uh, then I went to my Facebook homepage to, you know, mindlessly scroll in my bed. And the first thing I saw on my news feed was that the girl who actually went missing in in real life um, had been found that morning and she had been found in the lake in my hometown uh, dead. And the rest of that day, I, I was in such a haze. Um, I couldn't, it, it was the first time really in my life that I felt like there might be some sort of uh, weird, like, afterlife otherworldly connection that directly affected me and uh i'm still i'm not convinced that what it that's what it was even though i do believe in ghosts um i i i think it would be a bit presumptuous to to assume that uh that's what that was directly affecting me who didn't even know this girl but i can't ignore that it's just a wildly freaky coincidence uh and i I don't know how life works out like that some ways, but uh, uh, it's a dream that I'll always remember. And um, it's also an, an incident that I'll, I'll always remember. And I, I, uh, I really feel for this girl and her family. And it was uh, just such a um, impactful moment in my life. And that's it. That is a true tale that's, that I have uh, regaled you with. That's a spooky story. It's it's scary when you have sort of instances of premonition like that. I've never had anything quite so extreme, um, but it is interesting. You, near the end of your tale, you said you believe in ghosts. Do you have any cause to I believe do. in ghosts? I don't have any firsthand cause of, of feeling like I saw a ghost or feeling like I was um, affected directly by a ghost. But the reason I believe in ghosts is I have just heard too many stories online from people who um, I think are credible. Uh, not not like credible ghost hunters or anything. Just like people who I have, uh, I kind of know their know their character, and um, and they have told stories of of stuff that I can't really rationalize or even just like reading, you know, stories of people online. I don't believe all of those stories, but I think that some of it is just like too strange uh, for me to totally write off. And I, I also can't rationalize that after we die, I have to think that something happens to our energy. I don't buy that. Um, being dead is like it was before you were alive you know some people say that like you die and then it's just gonna be like beforehand there's nothing to worry about because you you can't remember what it was like before before you were born but i think the difference is to me that when you die um it's at the tail end of some energy that you had some physical presence that you had. And so I think that has to go some somewhere. Whereas before you were alive, of course you don't remember that or you don't can't speak to that. You don't know anything about that because you didn't exist. But when you die, 
you existed. And so I have to think that something happens to you. And whether that means we all become ghosts or what, I got no, I got no idea. But I do, I do believe in ghosts. Um, what about you guys? I've, <clears throat> I've never like seen a ghost, or I've never. But I know plenty of people, like friends of mine and family, who uh, claim to have seen a ghost. Or I've had sort of like spooky paranormal experiences, um, but I've never had one myself. No, but I, I, I'm not ready to write off the fact that ghosts don't exist. I think that, I think uh, ghosts very well might exist. What about you, Corey? Uh, um, similar to you, like I, in that, like I, I don't, but I don't have any real reason to rule it out. I guess more accurately. I'm waiting for a reason to like, I don't have a reason not to. So I'm mm. waiting for a reason to, you know what I mean? Mm. And then I'd, I'd, I like, you know, if I saw something that made me wonder, I'd probably be down to just be like, yep. Ghost, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but anything else came a little bit too early in my life. Like I'd be like a little kid and like, going down those same aforementioned stairs and then you see mm. something that you thought maybe looked like eyes and that's scary because you're like five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's something that I would go so far as to say is like anything concrete because sometimes you're a kid and you just make stuff up because your imagination is pretty yeah. rampant. It's more exciting for that weird light in the corner to have been eyes. Any of you ever ever uh, had sleep paralysis demons? Oh, a lot, yeah. No. Yeah. It it happened a lot in that dorm room actually. Um more in that dorm room than it ever had previously in my life and then in the very bedroom that Corey is in right now and on the couch Corey in the living room uh yeah. in in your house that place. Oh my god. I I've been I've seen sleep some paralysis shit in the living room seems in those horrible. places on the couch. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. What about you, Mitch? Yeah, oh yeah. I've I've had it uh, many a time. Yeah, that's always it's always super scary. I have I had a friend who thought their house was was uh I guess possessed by a demon. Um just like shit like like flying out of cupboards apparently and shit like flying across tables and stuff uh they moved actually fuck yeah dude like if that because like obviously that stuff is in you know movies and like it sounds so ridiculous and common but if i heard that from someone who because i'm you know so i'm sure a lot of people say that there are all sorts of stories about like that stuff happening historically but if someone who i know well told me that that would that would go in the evidence ghosts exist column to me because yeah. I think it's just like it seems to me it would be um, kind of arrogant for me to say mm. that in order for me to believe ghosts exist, I have to see a ghost or interact with a ghost. Because, with your with your five senses, right? Like I think, yeah, it's, it's that's just. Cause I yeah, cause I think um, if ghosts do exist, they're obviously not around all the time, affecting every person. And so I I might live my whole life and never uh, have an experience with a ghost. But I think I gotta listen to what other people are saying and consider it. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I think uh, I think there's just like there's there's 
too many stories where I'm like, man, um, I don't think that person is lying. And I also can't think of a logical explanation for that. Yeah. A family friend of mine is a medium. Um, they claim to be able to talk to ghosts. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I might draw the line there currently i don't i don't know that i don't know that i've ever so i personally speak to i am arrogant enough to believe that i need to speak to a ghost but otherwise i'm pretty flexible (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i just i just haven't heard from from uh someone who can speak to a ghost that has uh that has like given what i think is concrete evidence enough that they can speak to ghosts right somebody Fair. Get a ghost. Bring the ghost to me. Sure. Yeah. Let me talk to the ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's weird, man. I don't know. It's weird. I watched the movie The Whip and the Body recently uh, by Mario Bava. Oh, stars that sounds Chris- sexy. Stars Christopher Lee. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a kinky ghost story. It's it's like imagine a Hammer horror film if it was like super kinky, and it's essentially that's not that far away from. <laughs> Yeah, it's essentially like Christopher Lee just plays like this real bastard in, in life and uh in death he uh he like he dies and then he like rekindles his sadomasochistic relationship with the woman he had in life and death and like haunts her. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much just like the whole movie, but it's done with like uh kind of that like old Hollywood gothic sensibility, but it's also Italian. Um it's an interesting movie. I recommend it. It's one of like Mario Bava's nicest looking movies, which is a great praise because all of his movies are gorgeous. That sounds really cool. I haven't even heard of that one. Yeah. The Whip Horny and the Ghost Body. Movie. The Whip and the Body. I recommend it. Thank you, one and all. The fog is beginning to close in. The organ plays no more. The flames flicker out. Out. Get out. (laughs) 